The air is crisp and cool, like a fresh piece of lettuce. All around, the sky is alive with ribbons of bright and colorful lights. There's a feeling in the air, and despite all the cold, it leaves us all feeling warm inside. It's that special time of day, and here we are once again, looking around at the marvelous lives around us. Welcome to the show. My name is Marina, and I'm your host here on The Night Show at 87.7 FM. Hmm, we really should come up with a better name for the show. I don't know. Any ideas? Let us know. Anyways, let's move on. We have a very special show planned for you all tonight. After much complaining and protest, the police force are releasing their daily itinerary for all of us to know. The hope is to increase visibility and accountability, and also to regain public trust after certain... incidents... have left it rather shaky. I'm not quite sure what raccoon jailbreak things they could be referring to, but okay. It's good to have a closer look at the lives of our hardworking officers. So, we'll start this off in a moment. But first, we have a financial report to go over. I am the storm that comes in the dead of night. Life giver, world breaker. They who tear trees from the earth and flood all the lands with water. I am the darkening of clouds and the howling of winds the cold herald of changing seasons. I am that which takes the warm blaze of summer into the dying embers of winter's embrace. I am darkness, ever swirling, ever building. I am that which many for centuries have feared. I am the shroud that blocks the rays of sun, leaving all with a gray and misty shadow. I am the darkness. Then all at once, I am the light. I am the flash and flicker of light streaking across the sky, a bolt of static to break through the world of gray and darkness. I am possibility of promise and pain. I am the storm. I am the storm. Hmm. And that's your financial report. Now then, please note that this isn't telling the tale of any one particular officer, but the collective stories of a few officers brought together into focus. All of this to say that these are many different breaststrokes painting one large picture. So no one is being named. And with that out of the way, our report begins bright and early at around 6.30 in the morning. Traffic patrol is mellow, hazy in a way. The busy bees of the night shift are heading home right as the first specks of the early birds 
are on their way for a busy day. It's quiet and calm before the morning commute begins its full swing. Officers pull over a speeding car belonging to Niwe Mata, a radio station intern and college student. She was barreling down the road at an aggressive speed for a couple of blocks before being pulled over. Upon interaction, Niwai seemed distant and anxious. It was clear that there was something else weighing on her shoulders. And so, the officers let her go with a warning. She soon zipped off into the distance like a bee in a thunderstorm. The road was clear and she was on a direct path to the hospital. There was a dark feeling with Niwai and the officers regretted not asking her about it. 7 o'clock a.m. Officers gather for morning reports and a meeting in the secret back room of the police department. Much of the police force huddles in this room to fawn over the sheriff's headshots. She looks very stoic and strong in her uniform. And this is why she is a model of what many officers aspire to be. The room is a buzz with all of her recent accomplishments, as well as speculation about her marital status. Single, as far as anyone can tell. Her sexual interests, gray, and her dedication to justice and the protection of the people, steadfast and solid as ever. Hmm, written here, it says that there also seems to be several utterances of the phrase Mommy? But I'm not sure what this means. As far as I know, Sheriff Hawthorne doesn't have any children. So, make of that what you will. This takes us to around 8 a.m. There is a domestic dispute in Old Town. Roommates are having a very passionate and very loud disagreements about sleeping arrangements. Also important to note is that one of these supposed roommates is a raccoon, which we all know leads to some form of violent situation. After settling the dispute, officers stop by the drugstore on Hathaway and Sparrow. There, they run into a despondent Niue Mata, who stares aimlessly at a row of painkillers and band-aids. Her eyes are red, and it looks like she's been crying for hours. Officers leave the drugstore with rabies shot and a first aid kit for all the cuts. 9 a.m., there's a car situation on University campus. Sophomore student, Kay Skyler, has accidentally locked their car keys inside their car for the fourth time this week. They blame it on the stress of being a college student, but the fourth time is the fourth time. Officer was called in to Jimmy open the door to Tay's car. After having done this many times, it was basically second nature. The two share a laugh after the door is opened once again. They make plans to meet together later that night for a date. On the far side of the parking lot, Niwai Mata is seen carrying a towering stack of heavy boxes. Her face is somber, yet determined. More on the police port later, but first, 
Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Wherever you go, I'll be right here for you. Because I love you. Man the broken bridge. Take up the hand of friendship. I'm right here waiting. Cryptids unite. Cryptids come together. We're stronger as a family. So please, come with friendly, open hearts. Cozy congregation of Sasquatch. Look around. Because we're right here for you. Always. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're feeling well, because our next big stop on the schedule is noon, or as many officers like to call it, lunch. Mostly because it is their lunchtime. Anyways, 12 p.m. noon. Officers are enjoying lunch at the Star Tears Cafe, which gives free lunch to any member of the police force. While enjoying a turkey club and freshly steamed cabbage rolls, officers had a lovely conversation about life and current events. Distraction came from the nearby table where local college student Niwai Mata was diving into a large plate of lumpia with a chocolate milkshake on the side. One of the officers at the table had just begun a diet that week, and seeing her tear into a plate of deliciously fried food was not making things any easier. There was a silent judgment and jealousy in the air, not that Niwai seemed to notice. She was absorbed in a notebook, inhaling food on the side, as if the lumpia was her last meal. One o'clock rolls around, and it's time to go back to the department building for some office work. There are reports to file, case documents to go over, and the door to the sheriff's office is closed, while many longingly stare at it until it feels pathetic. Here, you'll find several officers furiously typing on their computers and going through archives for study and examination. It's a buzz of consciousness and busy minds. Everyone is working so very hard to keep our city safe. Even here, in the least glamorous part of police work. But in this den of concentration, you can barely notice the world passing by outside your window. You can't even see what the weather is. Speaking of which, I have a report to go over. Stars expand throughout the sky. There's nary a trace of cloud. Just sit and watch as stars flicker by. You see lights move from the corner of your eye. Next is a roar that is deafeningly loud. The stars expand throughout the sky. There's nowhere to run and nothing to try. You're stuck beneath its four-inch shroud. Just sit and watch as stars flicker by. 
They tell you life was a lie. As you lose all trace of self and crowd, the stars expand through the sky. It's a new life here for you to try. So why not live it proud? Just sit and watch as stars flicker by. There is nothing to deny. You're finally living out loud as the stars expand through the sky. Just sit and watch as stars flicker by. Hmm, looks like another clear day out there. So be sure to get out and make the most of it. It's now around 4.30. A thick and heavy fog has gathered around the park on Cherry Lane. Bystanders are found passed out or calling for lost loved ones that were suddenly remembered. Police approach with caution through the fog. Some are armed with gas masks, others with fire by the Arcadian Wilds, playing on loop through headphones. In all their own ways, each officer has prepared to counter the mystical properties of the fog. Officers walk for about 15 minutes through the haze, only to see a few steps ahead. There was nothing to find until spotting Niwe Mata sobbing violently on a park bench in the distance. A man in a dark trench coat with a red beanie was with her. His eyes were pale, as if they were once blue, but had since faded after repeated tears had washed the color away. There was a calm and delicate expression on his face as he held a comforting arm around Niwai. It seemed as though he understood her pain. Officers couldn't hear most of the conversation, but what they did pull out was the phrase, it happens to the best of us, no matter what we do. All we can control is what we do with the role we're given. After another hour or so of wandering through the fog, officers returned to their vehicle to make a report. By the time they had finished, the sky was clear once again. 6 p.m. Rush hour is in full swing as morning workers attempt to get home and the nighttime owls get moving towards their shift. Officers are patrolling Main Street near the exit that leads past Old Town towards the big pine camping grounds. The scene is packed, hectic, but not too far out of the ordinary. After many years of guiding traffic, it's not too hard to keep the chaos moving forward. After many years of guiding traffic, little details start to blur into the background. They hardly notice the speeding car of one Niwai Mata heading doodly towards the forest and the mountains. Her face is serious and determined, as if her life depends on it. She seems to be a woman on a mission, and nothing is going to stop her. 7.45, power starts acting weird around the city. Lights go down, entire blocks lose heating, and all radio signals seem to be scrambled. Officers are doing the best they can to manage the chaos, and for about 15 minutes, they seem to have control. And then after 15 minutes, the city went dark. 
More events of the police in a moment. But first, a public service announcement.
It was eight o'clock, right on the dot, when the lights went out. All across the city, the power shut off, as if the flickering life of our town was suddenly snuff. It was silent, it was cold, and many of us held our breath in anticipation. For five long minutes, the city is completely dark. Then the light appears over Bald Peak in Big Pine Camping Grounds. Bright, colorful, swirling patterns unknown to mankind hover in the air. It spins and whirls, forming shapes in fluid encrypted patterns. All of it is powerful. All of it is terrible. All of it circles around one singular spot at the top of Bald Peak. Officers rush through Big Pine straight to the top of the mountain. The exact details of the plan were unclear. All that was known is that something is happening and that officers needed to be there. When officers arrived at the scene, there was only a single car in the parking lot. No driver was present. The back seat was filled with dozens of boxes seeming to contain research and study equipment. Officers made a slight mount and then continue up the trail to the top of Bald Peak. 8.30 p.m. officers arrive at the top of Bald Peak. An unknown source radiates blinding light from above. There is a hum in the air and everything is silent. In the middle of all the confusion stands Niwe Mata, radio intern, college student, and until this moment, seemingly normal citizen. She stands directly underneath the blinding rays of light, arms stretched open to the air. Tears stream down her face as she holds a look of understanding. There is a slight rasp as she opens her mouth to speak. It happens to the best of us, no matter what we do. All we can control is what we do with the role we're given. Officers hesitate to move in. Niwai only shakes her head and turns back towards the strange and blinding lights. She pulls a painful smile on her face. And then... This concludes the report of police activities. I hope you all had as much fun as I have going through this. It's always so nice to get a closer look into the lives of the people who keep our city safe. On a side note, we've recently become short-staffed here at the station. So, if you or anyone you would know would like to gain a couple of college credits in broadcasting, feel free to stop by. We just had an intern position open up, so any help is appreciated. Anyways, stay safe out there. We live in a wondrous place filled with so many possibilities. Some are nice, wonderful in many ways. Others are not as nice. I'll leave it to you to judge for yourself. So keep your eyes open, and until next time, I hope you all have a good night.
Dream Girl City is a production by N.J. Schultz. It was written, produced, and acted by N.J. Schultz. The public service announcement in the middle was a cover of Blues in Dallas, originally by the Mountain Goats, performed by N.J. Schultz. Have a question? Have a poem? You want to send us? Have a theory? Email this and more to dreamgirlcityradio at gmail.com or check out our other social media stuff. We may be starting a raccoon revolution sometime soon. Thank you so much to everyone for supporting us during this exciting season. There is so much to do and so much to come. But until then, just cut the racket, wear a jacket. <laughs>